the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I am Jonathan. And I am Lisa. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. It's good to be back and with you. I was, I was an empty shell of a man without you. Um, you know what? I hope you missed. I hope there was something missing. Like, you're excited I, to come with, well, be back yeah. together again. Well, I, that means I, 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 I got into heavy drinking and marijuana use while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have an intervention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, actually, I thought about it, but I knew you were coming back. You know, you, where have you been? Well, I have been to, well, Kenya, Nairobi. Okay. And I've nice. been in Rome. And... um. Just meeting the most amazing people. That's Ugh. what I love about traveling. Yes. Like you do. Yeah, you just, God just brings the most amazing people that see life differently, that have different life experiences, and you start listening to their stories, and it's powerful. Wow. Okay. I, 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 people are great, but if you were in Africa. I was. Did you, you see? Know, you, you know. You know what I'm going to ask. You know I have a story for you, and I couldn't wait. Okay. Okay. Tell okay, me more. Okay. So if you're new to counterculture, you might not be aware of that Jonathan likes monkeys. Okay. And you- monkeys and butts. Those are my Oh, my two gosh. Things. I wasn't going to say the second thing. <laughs> Comedically. Comedically. And socks. And with socks. Those. Butt socks. Yes. Butt socks. Yeah. Right. We but, learned okay. that. But back to monkeys. Okay. So I had a great monkey story. As soon okay. as it happened, I'm like, okay, Jonathan's going to love this story. So I've saved this to share with you. So – had the most amazing experience in Africa, right? So the last day, they're like, we're going to take you on a, a safari, which is in, like, the national park right there outside of Nairobi. So it wasn't like I know a right where that is. Okay. okay you yes. know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. So they're like, we're going to go at sunrise. So we got there. Like, oh. it was still dark. You get in this truck, you know, that you stand up in and you can see the wow, animals. Wow, fancy. And so nice. we drive and you see the sun just rising over the plains. Oh. And you see, you start seeing giraffes and you start seeing all these. I mean, it's like you're stepping inside of a movie, right? Wow. And you're just like in awe yes. of creation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're having the most amazing. We have this guide and he's explaining to us about different animals. And we actually saw like... A few different animals they never see. Okay, that came out. Hmm. Yeah, like a white rhino and a certain Whoa. black rhino and a, all these things. And then we saw dress and we saw lions with little okay. cubs that went all across the road. And then one lioness laid down in the road for like thirty minutes, <laughs> just like I dare you. Yeah, you know, kind yeah, of that. Mess, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And so, of course, just amazing experience. We, you know, because they're not. They're not tame. You're in their habitat. Right, right. So it's not like being at the zoo. They're right. in open range, 
running around doing what they do and you're watching them interact right. with each other and so it was amazing. So without the vehicle, right. you'd be a goner. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you 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 know you're you know you're in their home, yes. in their habitat. So at one point we we stopped and we kind of pulled over and um to get out and to mm-hmm. kind of walk around a little bit and there were all these monkeys like running around wow. all over the place. And obviously they're very used to Tourists and people coming by. So, I mean, all different kind of little monkeys. Okay. Okay. You would love it, right? Yes. And they're just looking at you and they're playing. And I mean, literally, they're running around all over the ground, coming up to you, whatever. Uh, you're in the vehicle still? No, you're we're out, out of the vehicle. vehicle. Okay. So, we uh-huh. get out of the vehicle to walk around, and it's a, I'll just say it's a rest stop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you're running around, there's all these little monkeys. So, my girlfriend, Julie, and I, we walk over and we're just kind of watching these monkeys. And so, she has a backpack and she sets it on this, um, like a a, a a log, you know, like a, a, a wood for a moment, right? Turns her back and we, and we start looking at something. And all of a sudden we turn around and a monkey dashes for this backpack, opens it up, what? finds these um, hand sanitizers that are like coconut flavored, okay. right? And this monkey pulls it out to get his fingers and gets his mouth, opens it up, pulls it, pulls the little uh, hand wipes out of the, out of the thing smells it, not just thinks it's going to yeah. eat it, realizes this is not food, Yeah, throws it on the ground, puts right. the backpack down, comes back for the backpack, and we're both like, he's going to take the backpack. Right, yep. And do you, I, we don't want to mess with the monkey because we know that some, you know, it's like, what do you do? And so you're like, okay, as soon as they turn around, we're grabbing the backpack. But we were in awe. You're like just in shock watching this monkey go through the backpack, pulling things out. Deciding what it likes, what it doesn't like, throwing it down. Right. And then when it turned around real quick, we went and grabbed the backpack. Yes. Click, click. Okay. <laughs> and by this point, there's a lot of people watching this going, what is happening? Right, right. So anyway, it was just a fun story because this – and then this monkey like looks at us like, all right, that right. was a waste that of was my a bad time. Monkey. So anyway, you can't put anything down apparently. <laughs> no, you, you sure, no, you can't. <laughs> because they oh, think it's theirs, yeah. right? Yep. And then I'm mm-hmm. not going to mess with the monkey. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. So anyway, that's yeah. my monkey story for you. I'm that makes my day. And nice you would have to know loved it. That those weeks of you being gone had right. some value. It was the, significant, right? To the 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 kingdom of God and sure. the kingdom of comedy. For sure. Yes. Exactly. And the two go together sometimes, <laughs> yeah, right? So. They do. <laughs> they do. Sometimes you just have to laugh at things, Ab- right? Absolutely. And God did, God made that. Oh, he, he's a god of laughter. He is. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. And you sometimes, you know, we talk about, because we're kind of counterculture, peacemaking, mm-hmm. what does it look like? And you're in messy situations. Yes. And, yep. and sometimes you just have to find the humor in it because otherwise it's really hard and sad. And so when you have those moments mm-hmm. to just find the joy mm. in the midst of, because, you know, even being in Africa, it was the most amazing. We're in Kenya, in Nairobi, obviously. And, and you know, you just... You hear the most amazing stories. You see, we went into the slums. Yes. And you're, I mean, literally, we are with the poor. Mm. You're not looking at them. You're with them, listening to stories, being with them. And this is the poorest of the poor. And yet yeah. you see joy in their face. Mm. And you're learning from them. And you're just like, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. But And it's, so anyway, we're with this organization, Life in Abundance. It's amazing that really holistically goes into how do we holistically um, – Reach the poor, mm. like love, and 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 um, just help them become the best, restore dignity, mm. you know, and respect. And how do we do it through the local church? Okay, and that's what was so beautiful. Yes. It's like the local church 
is, you know, and it's Jesus. It's yeah. not an organization coming in to rescue and be the heroes. It's like backstage. And so these are local to go Kenyan and, churches yes, that are, yeah. Yes. And just go in and see the power of the church, the mm-hmm. local church to really meet needs holistically, mm-hmm. you know, um, with Jesus. But, you know, how do we, with health, education, uh, economically, how do we go mm. in and really help the whole person? Because mm. I think it's so easy sometimes to see one dimension yes. of somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've seen that in your travels and the work we do, right? And like mm-hmm. with foster care and something, it's easy to see just one aspect. One aspect, yeah. Yeah. And we know that the, it's it's just because you care about other aspects doesn't mean you diminish any one aspect. Just right. because you emphasize, you can say, I, I care about clean water doesn't mean you don't care about the Bible or the gospel. Right. Right. And actually, they can go hand in hand. They should. Yes, they absolutely should. Right. So for seven years, I was involved in that kind of holistic ministry. Um, and we talked a lot about the idea there would be, you could, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God, favor with man. And we talked about the physical needs of of others, the spiritual needs, the social needs, um, and the wisdom needs that of of that people need and think of that like as a, pl- a way to think about our ministry of the local church. Mm-hmm. And so I, I often think about that is, is my church really whole, you know, right. is it really what it needs to be? Or do we just emphasize my personal happiness and my, my salvation and, or is it more, or my or maybe my marriage or something like that. But sure. what about the whole person? Right. And so talking about physical health or physical well being and, we, I don't hear that a lot in the in U.S. churches, but off, I think when you're confronted heavily, like like churches in Nairobi or something like that, they're they, it's in their face, and so oh, they realize sure. we need. What does the gospel say about the, the the dirty water that's running in the middle of our street in front of the church? Absolutely, you know, and that's what about? you saw the early church in Acts doing, right? Yes, they met real needs. Yes, they cared for the orphans mm-hmm. and the widows, and it was because of their acts of kindness and their hospitality and seeing the whole person. Yeah. That the world started seeing there's something different. Yeah. They're willing to go in and be with the lepers and touch them mm. where the average person was not. And they began asking questions why. And it was because of Jesus. Yeah. Right? And it's a great opportunity to go, this is what Jesus does. Yeah. And we're mm. his, his hands and his feet. And so, and you know, it's good to go inside because as we always say, peace begins inside yeah. of us. Like we have to start, we have to look inside of ourselves first before we can give it away, before we expect other people. And so even as I sat, you know, in these, two-bedroom homes that really, I mean, their furniture, we wouldn't even think the dump would take it. Right, right. right. And yet they're very proud. Right. And and they have it. And it's very humbling. And you just start looking and you start seeing the whole person. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I kind of want what they're having in some ways because there's contentment. Yeah. And um, there's joy and there's gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot we can learn. And I, you know, I just been convicted too because Jesus spent so much time, so many mm-hmm. hours in, with with the poor, and he talked about that, mm-hmm. the poor. Yeah. And I started asking myself, have I really been in proximity with the poor? Yeah. Very much. Do I intentionally? Yeah. Put myself in that place, and honestly, Jonathan, I haven't. Not much. Yeah. How, I mean, how, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know how you, you know, the things that we do is like, are we really in that proximity and mm-hmm. um, to see people as yeah. Jesus sees them? Yeah. I would say, so any, to anyone listening, we, you know, the idea of a missions trip, um, so going someplace, uh, one problem that we as Americans have is that we want to solve problems. Right. 
and we are generally big-hearted and want to solve things. And so you combine those two. We, I think there's actually something really important that you're talking about that we miss, and that is walking with the poor. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we would go to another country and just walk and learn and listen and smell and eat together and then come back without having dug a well or without having built a, a, a Sunday school a building or something like that is doesn't sit well with us, right? Right. You've got to be doing something. Doing something. And I think that's actually really dangerous because mm-hmm. the one is that when you look deeper that often what we end up doing is either not effective or even counterproductive. Right. Uh, but the other side is that we miss the the unbelievable value of learning uh, and and that time together that, can, that that we need to grow, right? Like like you were saying, you there's things you, even with all your experience, you're still learning. Oh, for sure. That that maybe there's things we're really missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and listening is such a big part of yeah. it, right? Listening to the stories. Yeah. And um, I got to tell you a story that d- doesn't bode well for me as much, but we we uh, we met with this pastor and wife in the slums, mm-hmm. and they took us to their home. We had to climb seven flights of stairs, yeah. and the stairs are not. Even, yeah. okay, and um, it, and it's it's it was hard to get there. Yeah, and we get there, and it's like two bedrooms for eight people, two rooms for eight people. So the mm-hmm. living room is also the bedroom for all the kids, the kitchen, the only other room, which very loosely I would say it's a kitchen. Yeah. it's just a few bowls and a counter, and that's where the parents sleep. Mm-hmm. And yet they ha- they were so grateful for the space, right? Yes, and um, so we took the parents. With, there's like six of us, and the oldest daughter, who's 21 out for lunch. And we went to a mall that wasn't far from their home, and it's a nice mall mm-hmm. in Nairobi, and we took them to a, um, a place that is kind of like, it's, it's not a restaurant, but it's not fast food, but it's okay. nice. It's like, a, yeah. it's like a, kind of like a, at a coffee bar, but they also serve food, right? Okay. And um, not like booths there, it's just tables and chairs okay. and stuff, right? Nice, but you know, like by our standards, we wouldn't go, I went out to a restaurant necessarily, right. right? So we take them there, we're eating, and I'm sitting next to the wife, and I'm talking, and they're just super excited to be there. And um, so I'm, we're talking and, and we order and we had heard like the hamburgers were supposed to be incredible mm-hmm. there. So some of us ordered hamburgers and they weren't that great. So we're like, mm. you know, we're kind of looking at each other like, well, it's not that great. But, you know, because you're, you're kind of we're, we're picky, right, with our yes, food. Sure. This woman had ordered like uh, chicken curry and rice and she's inhaling, loving it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so toward the end of the meal, she looks at me and she goes, you know what? I have always dreamed of eating in a really nice restaurant like this and having a really fancy meal like this. I never thought I would, this would happen to me. Oh my goodness. Right? Mm -hmm. And I said, have you ever eaten in a restaurant before? She goes, I never have. Wow. She goes, I've always dreamed of this and to have this nice of a meal in a really nice place like this. Mm. Jonathan, I was convicted because I'm like going... Yeah, this hamburger's not that great. Yeah, subpar. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this woman is- Two star on Yelp. Oh, my gosh. And this woman's like, unbelievable. And then, so we walk out, and we're walking to the mall, and I go, have you ever been here? Because it's not far from the slums. Just, no. She goes, I could never afford anything in this mall. Yeah. And it was so convicting. Mm. It's like, oh, my gosh, right? Mm -hmm. The things that we just take for granted, that we are assumed are our rights, Mm -hmm. right? And it was just like, God and I had a conversation. And I was humbled. Um, yeah. But the joy in her and the appreciation wow. and the gratitude, yes. we have much to learn. Yes, for sure. And from her, I learned a lot from her. 
I guarantee you, I learned so much more from her than she got from me. Wow. I really, I felt like I have yeah. nothing to offer you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you have so much to show me mm-hmm. about really what matters in yeah. life. And so it's those little moments that I will never forget that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Ever. Yeah. Right? And so those those moments you want to bring back home and carry with you and go, mm-hmm. God, remind me gently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, don't, you know, but remind me mm-hmm. sometimes of who I am, who I'm not, who you are, yeah. and that I would see people mm. as you see people. Yeah. And love like you love. So. Ooh, I love that. Right? I love hearing that. It's, so a thought I'm kind of permeating about our conversation already is one is that how do you get close to God? You We often say, well, you pray, you read the word. We often Those are some of the first two things that a pastor would tell someone. And so that's that's really an act of listening. Mm-hmm. So the closeness is of, to God is the, that starts first with listening to him. Right. Uh, and the second, like what about in ministry, in the same way we should start with listening. Mm-hmm. And so being with and experiencing others before we come to a solution and a doing, right? Right, right. And right. so I think you just ha- you tasted that this last month, you know, as being around that like in a really powerful way and how that would affect mm-hmm. rather than, oh, it's just I'm helping the poor. No, I'm that's whatever her name is. Right. That's a face. That's a person who's right. never been to a restaurant and is so appreciative and just a so this incredible spirit that you might is not our, maybe what we're used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it goes back to how do we be with people? Yeah. Right. And that's really hard because we come in, we want to, we think we have something to give people. Yeah. And, uh, and if we would just posture ourselves going, you know what? I have much to learn from people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of it, you know, I don't, it doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but how yeah. do I listen to them and hold that and, and, and honor that. Right. And right. then. Go back and go, okay, God, what do I do with this? Is this something you want me to work on? Is this something that I need to really think about, right? Mm-hmm. To come back and how do we always internalize it first? Yeah. And I think if we would stop and do that, that it could change then how we have our conversations with other people. Love it. I love that. Yeah. I think you're onto something. You should okay, write a book. I, well, I want to ask you a question. So here, <laughs> okay. so let's, let's say in the same line. Okay. So when you sit on a plane. Okay. Do you put on... You immediately put in the the AirPods, or do you like? Or do you ask somebody? Do you start a conversation? Do you acknowledge a person next to you, or do you want to just go inwards? It's, it's really interesting because in here it, we're in a new age now, where I have it in, in an entertainment device in my hand or right. an information device, and potentially on, a, on an over. You might have a screen or something like that, and it might be oh, this is my time to chill. Right. Um. And, but it didn't used to be that way. You kind of had just maybe they would have a little TV up eight rows, you know, yes. like 12 <laughs> inches big showing a movie that you've seen before or whatever, or a bad one. And you're like, okay, I'll just talk to the person next to me. There's, maybe they showed two movies in a sure. flight or something like that. So you have this stream of information. Right. And I'm, I am more drawn to that. And I, but, and so I try to read the situation because I've seen that some people, Want to be le- more people seem to be want to be left alone and yes. don't want to talk. Yes, so I kind of just feel the the vibe, right? And then I, you know, maybe ask just a, a an acknowledgement of them, right? And just you know, go where you go and something, you know, just polite to just to read the situation if there's wor- a place to talk, right? But it, it seems like people don't talk as much on planes, and I kind of miss it, right? Because I'm a you know, 
I'm a talker. If you have that's why out, I asked you the question talk. because yeah. I could see you getting in a conversation really easily. Like my husband right. immediately wants to put the AirPods in. Like yeah. I'm checking out, sure, and he knows that I could. And but it's like you said, you kind of read it, you kind of know, right? But have you had a lot of conversation? Like let's just say, yeah. But you, but when you start having a conversation with somebody in a plane, are you doing most of the listening? I try to and asking. Que- yeah, I found I that to. I start asking yeah. questions. Yeah, and people just want to talk. Yeah. And I've literally had several flights, like two hours, yeah. whatever, where I know their entire story. Wow. Their their jobs they've done, yeah. where they went to school, their kids, their spouse, their everything. And they don't even know, know one anything, thing about one thing about yeah. No. But you're okay with that. I totally am okay. Yeah, right. But it's, it's really interesting to me because if you think about how many conversations we get into where um, – how many times do people ask questions? Yeah. Are we, yeah. you know, it's like I find very few people really ask questions. Yeah. And so if you start asking somebody questions, mm-hmm. people do want to share. And that's a way of connecting. And when we start listening, yeah. asking questions, being curious yeah. and listening. Um, but that's a kind of a lost art. Yeah. Of people don't really know how to ask questions. And, and then we don't. Yeah. Right. So that's a great way of connecting people. We've mentioned it on air before, but I'm reminded of our, uh, and I'm reminding myself as well of our 15 minute challenge. Yes. Where you go 15 minutes without talking about yourself. For some people, that's really uh, easy. But 15 minutes where you don't give your opinion or you don't talk about yourself, you just simply ask questions to take an interest in the other person. Yeah. So if you haven't tried it this week, so it's, you know, if you're listening to this, it's, it's Friday evening. Sometime this weekend, try a 15-minute challenge with someone or even this next week and see how that goes. Well, and take it further. What, what will you learn about yourself? Right. And what will you learn about the other person? Maybe that – maybe I'm uncomfortable. Maybe I don't like that. Maybe I right. want to talk about myself because I don't feel like I'm understood or loved or something right. like that. And I want people to take an interest in my life. And so it's actually really hard to fight back. So, or, may, or maybe it's like, why don't – why am I not interested in this other person? Maybe it'll be revealing of something that's not great about myself. Or maybe it'll be I've just benefited from learning someone else what their what their world is. And I might have thought of them very differently, very likely think of them differently now than I did 15 minutes ago or sitting next to them on the flight. Right. Yeah. Or asking somebody even that you know real yeah. well a different question than you've ever asked them. Yeah. And you just listen to their answer. Right. Right? Yeah. And so what, what could you learn from that person? You're like, I never thought because I'm always – and it's such a temptation because we want to enter a conversation because we can't wait to tell somebody something. Right. Right? I want to tell you about the what I just did or what I right. just experienced or how I feel about something. Yeah. Right? And and that can be harmful to a relationship going, <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially like now where we just – you know, in the middle of this election season, we just finished. Like people want to lead with – you know, who they voted for or what they think about something instead yeah. of going, maybe that's not the best way to start a conversation. No, 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 right? no, no, no. Yeah. So how do we just really have the posture of listening? Right. Right. And I wondered if they were judging me like or for some reason. And I but at, at first and then I just by all they knew about me is that I took an interest in them. Yes. They walked away with like, wow, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know where that'll go. You don't know how God can use that moment, yeah. right? And if we're just really intentional with it, yeah. you know, 15, 30 minutes even, right? Yeah. Just to be at, you know, find some space, right? That you're yeah. like, in this space, I'm going to intentionally not talk about myself and I'm going to see what I learn. Right. That's right. <laughs> I know for me, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of boring when I'm left to myself. Really? Or, well, you think that? Well, to myself, you know, yeah. it's like, really? 
I don't know. Have you ever felt that way? No. Probably not. All right. Well. Everything I do is art. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I know. But, you know, when you start like, being a student of yourself. Yeah. No, that's true. It's not always pretty. Right. It's not always pretty. That, that, I definitely, that's very true. Right? Yep. Yeah. And I get tired of my own thoughts all the time. Right. Yeah. So, so okay. I'm going to focus on, on you. And what's wrong with you instead of what's exactly. wrong with me? Exactly. I'm going to fix you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does that sound, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's amazing. We talked about this and just kind of winding this down. It's like there is so much to learn yeah. out there, right, in situations, in conversations, and being with people. And if we would just approach the day going, God, what do you want to teach me today? Right. What do you want to show me this day? Sounds like a listening point. Yes. Right. And listening to God and just yeah. being aware of his presence and where he's directing you. And even as a conversation goes, okay, God, you're in this with me. What do you want me to, what do you want me to hear? Right. Because we can, we can listen but, and, and we can hear but not really hear. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're hearing to, do, to say something next. But yeah. are we really present in the moment to really learn something? And even write down at the end of the day, the next, let's add to the right. challenge. Write down one thing you learned this day. Yeah. Right? Because I want to be a learner That's in life, a student of a life stu- and a student of myself because I, I want to get I, bored. I wasn't paying attention to anything you said because I'm just thinking about a cheeseburger, just so you know. You're back I'm, at the cheeseburger. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid because I care. Lisa, this were has been you a good listening? Cr- yeah. Yes, I was. I know you were. No. I this has been a fantastic conversation, and I look forward to this in the show. Thank you all for tuning in to Counterculture. We so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy life, and we hope this has been encouraging you to be a, a better listener. And learner. And learner. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace, educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com